Welcome to the Swike Podcast, the only podcast that shares the stuff you didn't know you needed to know about jobs, careers, and life. The Swike Podcast, the stuff I wish I knew earlier. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Swike Stuff I Wish I Knew Earlier podcast. We're here again with our guest host, uh, Alex uh, Luxidadi, and we thought we'd get into a conversation on uh, startups and, and specifically the one that he took into, into YC. But uh, pr- previous to that, he obviously had a, a, a couple of other uh, startups. So why don't you walk us through a little bit of, of kind of your startup history, your startup journey, and, and some of the uh, Swike along the way. So, so what was the, the first startup that, that, that you went into? Uh, yeah, first of all, thanks for having me back here. Uh, I, I think I enjoyed the last talk. Um, so excited to like share more stuff here. Um, I hope it's uh, going to be valuable. Um, yeah, I'll start with, um, I think we talked about like uh, how I got into startup last time, where basically a friend of mine dropped out from school and then he taught me the startup way and life changed after that. Mm-hmm. So after that, like I... I I think I went through like a lot of journeys of um, starting or trying to start a startup, even though maybe, <laughs> I don't know if you, maybe you can call that just a project, but uh, some of these projects could range to like um, weeks or months or even like years. And of course they all failed, but each one of them, of, of course, like there's always something that like I learned from it. Right? Um, in the early days, I think it's, it's just all about like, okay, I, I felt like super optimistic. I, I felt like I can do everything. And then I, it turned out that, you know, I, I, I can't, I'm not like a one man army. Uh, <laughs> it's a, the first moment of realization that like you need partners. Uh, startup is a hard thing. You, there's a lot of things to do. I think there's always like the, those type of story or one man army type of story, but mm-hmm. and it, it became successful, but definitely not me. Um, I, I, I do need like uh, other people to help me succeed. Uh, because I think um, my biggest uh, strength is probably on the technical side, but I'm, I'm not strong on like business or marketing side because like the first couple of projects that I do, I built some ideas and then I tried to get it out there. And then I was like, why nobody's like downloading my app? Why nobody's using my app? <laughs> it's like, how do I do marketing? I don't know. <laughs> and these are all like, uh, I, I don't know. Right. And then, um, Later on, you know what? Yeah, maybe I need partners. I think we also talk about like the whole journey is actually like finding uh, the right partners. It's actually sure. like, an important journey for, for me um, because like early days, I found a partner that doesn't do any work. They, they have right. crazy ideas, cool ideas. I, I joined the team and then they end up just like talking about ideas but never put any work. So I started avoiding those people um, and then there are like co-founders who are like not wanting to like get their hands dirty as in like, oh, okay, well, um, I'm good at business. So you do uh, all the all the technical stuff you do, you build the product. And then once it's done, like I will try to sell it um, and then not willing to like um, do anything else other than that. And so it ended up always like in the early days, I put a lot of hours building the product and then I don't know what they're doing. And then at the time, uh, the time that I deliver, hey, the product is here. Uh, I, I got what you want. And then they try to sell it. And then they they figure out that's not that easy to sell the product. And then <laughs> they ask for more things. And they're like, okay, cool. I built more things. And then I, I gave them back here, go sell it. And like, oh, okay, we need more things again. And then it becomes like a, a, a 
cycle that just never ends and then I, I see no progress um, I ended up just like wait not wasting I guess like putting a lot of time but there, there's there's not much and then that's when I learned about like um, okay maybe you need uh, a different type of co-founder that um, that maybe know how how startup works maybe like like building MVP product sure. um, and and testing it in a small market or, or testing it maybe in a, in a small um, uh, closed uh, and say uh, like his direct net network for example just, sure. just proof of concept of all those things because at the time I, I don't know anything I just know how to build things and I don't know <laughs> how to sell so if he if they said that I can't sell this like I, I just believe them but then after I dig out about it there's actually like ways of like deploying or ways of like getting this product into the hands of like um, maybe a user that's that, that are willing to test the product and give us the early adopters and stuff of that right so yeah so can, can you go into one of the the early startups so let's talk about the process of starting up a startup <laughs> right so if you yeah. can pick one of the early ones one, one of the meteor ones like maybe not the, the weeks long maybe like a month or year one um yeah. one that that was uh, particularly interesting so so yeah. how did you start right is it literally as people say like uh we had an idea and then we start coding and then hey, hey it's starting to develop into something or, or, or is it is there more to that that is it like I, I really i don't really believe in like business plan and whatsoever those are yeah that's good for like your investor maybe or some investor doesn't even care about like those business plan they, they just want to see like okay you have some ideas you put the effort to do it and that's exactly it like you just need to go and do it don't don't think too much and a lot of people like think about oh what if like uh, later on we got sued well I, usually when 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 it comes to that like I, I just tell them like well if someone sues you meaning you're, you're doing something right yeah, <laughs> you're, you're hitting like some nerves or some people uh, or maybe you start eating eating out their their uh, markets here right <laughs> I don't know sure. but uh, don't don't think too much like uh, if you have an idea start something small and and try to deploy it and and see if you can get some user if you already if you can reach out to your like uh, a direct network um see if like they want to try out this product um and it doesn't have to be paid trial as well you can just like um, feedback is the most important thing like uh, right if you have a product you have, you, you want to have like iterative process where you can get feedback uh, from um your potential customers or, or maybe like the the framework is you want to find like the early adopters who can represent like the whole market maybe that's hard but like you got to start somewhere um like for example um like early Rose Rocket, a lot of our customers on the early days Rose Rocket, probably probably like one right now, but like most of them already like turned because like um, they're not, it's also a journey for us to find like the right type of customers, like some, some type of customers, uh, maybe it's not the right time to like uh, to sell to them, like maybe that's later on mm -hmm. because like they're not, they're not, uh, maybe they're risk averse. Um, so Usually, like when you start building a startup, you want to find the type of customer, like we just mentioned, like early adopters who are right. willing to take that risk. It they identify there's a challenge in the market. They 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 have a vision that like maybe using a better software that it, it could improve some, some some areas in that in their business, and they're willing to try it out and they're willing to give you feedback. I think that's the most important thing. Um, yeah, so start small. Um, don't don't be afraid of like all the things that you 
might not even happen. <laughs> uh, so uh, that you, you do, yeah, no, that's MVP. I think like that's that that term. I think like it's been an overused term, but it's actually very important. Like uh, if you want to start building a startup, like yeah. don't overbuild um, and, and try to leverage a lot of things out there. Actually, like uh, for example, um, there are some like high. Uh, it's called high fidelity um, uh, wireframing um, uh, applications out there. Like if you if you don't know how to code, you could actually like build the product using like those wireframe and try to sure. like get some feedback uh, on, on on some of people that you know. Um, you could start like uh, from there, right? For sure. uh, yeah. So um, maybe I'll talk about like. Uh, the uh, before Rolls Rocket, we we had this startup called like Freightnex. Okay. Um, so Freightnex, I think, like lasted from 2014 to 15, I think. So okay. two, two years. years. Yeah. Um, yeah. So um, my co-founder Justin Sky and Justin Bailey, they started that. Um, they invited me to join pretty early, but like I was. I think I mentioned the story before, like uh, I was still at Viva. Uh, long story short, I eventually joined them. Um, it was a journey. Like uh, we, we built a product for uh, shippers um, or manufacturers, like for factories, like basically they they have to deliver stuff from like their, their warehouse or their uh, factory to somewhere else. And they use um, tracking companies uh, to deliver those things. And we built that product, um, we thought, the market is big enough in the beginning. See, this is a thing. Like um, you, you always have to start with some thesis. You, you, you know, maybe there's like an opportunity here. You know, there's a demand, but maybe in the beginning you thought the demand is big. Maybe right. it is big, but then um, what we found out there is while there are some demand, uh, we figure out that like the software that we're building is not mission critical. It's not, right. it's not right. something that any business would like pay a lot of money. To, to for software, it's, it's a nice to have um, type of software. Right. Um, at the end of the day, like um, they can, the software is all about just basically aggregating like uh, all the freight uh, prices. Like when when you want to like deliver something, say you have usually you have to call like many different carriers and then try to compare prices and all those things. Right. Uh, we built that product that basically just one dashboard where you can just like okay, I have an order. Um, then I can start shopping which trucking company can give me the best service, the best rate, uh, and, and, and chose them and start tracking and tracing uh, once the, uh, the shipments uh, are happening. So, um, I mean, like when we started that, we're pretty excited. Like we, we, we tried a bunch of, bunch of things. We, we have customers, but um, at the end of the day, like, yeah, we figured out like um, the, the, the market uh, while there are some demands, like this is not a mission critical software and we can't make a lot of money from it. Um, and in the end, like uh, we decided that um, we can't scale the business and uh, we ran out of money. Uh, all the co-founders also like uh, ran out of money and then we're, but well, we're all still like kind of like very um, excited that, uh, that we're all kind of like working together. And then like there's a lot of opportunities in freight as well, because as we we're building that business, uh, we identify many other opportunities because we're learning more about the industry. It's just unfortunate that the product that we're building is it's not it's not something that the uh, market wants to pay for big bucks. Uh, 
so yeah so um at the end of the day like uh, the advice here is just like you you don't know what you know like you you think you know but like until you do it you can take so many different advices from different people but right really that's that's the, the that's the thing about startup like you um the journey of like figuring things out because um we we might have some thesis we might know something or we might think there is some opportunity there but like until you do it uh you don't know um and um yeah and so, when, you, when you joined them, were you at the point where they had our customers already, or did you join them even before they had their first customer? Uh, they already have some customers. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. So do you, do you have an example of, of one of the startups you had where you were, had to be involved in, in, in that first customer? Because that, that's usually challenging where, hey, I built something, the, the world needs it. Well, I think the world needs it. <laughs> and, then, and then nobody buys, right? So how, how do you do that? Did you like pivot switch or were you ever involved in, in, in that um, that part of it? Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, like uh, it is always like an iterative process. Like, okay, we, we, we started talking to the customers and then this is like maybe roughly what they want. But then again, like the, the thing about like, um, having like these early customers, sometimes you want to be careful as well. Um, okay. Because like um, this early customer might not represent like the whole market, what the whole market wants, right? Um, right. So if you chose something that let's say I want a feature X, then um, if you build it, then like you might end up having that feature X that like may, maybe not not optimized to like uh, tackle like the challenge for like the rest of the cohort. Sure. Um, it might be just optimized to their business. So sometimes like you you want to make sure that like you have enough like sample size to figure out like what's uh, what feature you want to build. But then then that's a hard like early days, right? So you have to mm-hmm. use your guts feeling. You, you might like uh, get some advices here and there, but like um, again, like this is the part where like do it and then later on you'll, you'll figure it out whether this is like working or not or, or this is something that the other customer want or not. Uh, it's very hard, right? Um, so, so yeah, but like that, that's the thing, but uh, the, the whole concept of MVP, right? Like you don't want to overbuild, like you, you want to leave some rooms and, and build just enough, like just the term is like kind of like hack. Um, you don't want to build like super scalable, like you want to build something that maybe even throwable, like uh, disposable, like uh, maybe like uh, after three months, you figure out that this feature is actually not useful and um, you want to be able to like just throw them out without like having that attachment feeling. Oh, I spent like three months building this thing. I don't want to delete it. <laughs> but that, that's the thing, like so that's the mindset that sometimes you, it's, it's often forgotten that you, you have to, yeah, early days, just like you, you want to build just enough. You want to hack it. You don't want to build like a full, like scalable solutions because like you, you never know, maybe three months down the road, you, you need to throw that feature off. So what sort of advice would you have for someone who's technical, right? Because you said, well, you're definitely not a one person army, but if you're technical, you, you can build stuff um, and, and, and you've maybe built something, but you de- don't necessarily have that, uh, like the, the business or the marketing or the sales acumen to, to go and sell it. Like, uh, I, I mean, the short answer is probably go find a partner <laughs> that can help you with it. But are there other kind of uh, piece of advice that, that you'd want to uh, give for folks that are more on the technical side that, that are trying to make something happen, um, but, but you haven't yet seen a bunch of success yeah yeah okay so one of the thing that i i noticed uh, i guess I, I sometimes like i talk to a lot of people who wants to build startup and 
they're always like so protective of like their idea and then they're afraid of like um, someone stealing their idea and they're afraid of like having a partner because like they have to share like the uh, the shares of the company and they're always like oh I want to like own like 80% because like I have the idea like sure come on like uh, idea is like diamond, diamond and those out there yeah. like, um, yeah. and, and um and at the end of the day, it's, it's just a matter of like executions. So you need a you need a partner, and don't be afraid of like giving out shares. Like Y Combinator actually like um, su- suggested that like all partners are equals, um, okay. no matter who started the idea or like who contributed the most. Um, yeah, it should be equal. But uh, anyway, that's that's my combinator. But my 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 advice there is just like um, don't be afraid. Like um, you you need a lot of people to validate your idea. You need like partners, and right. don't be afraid to share this share uh, the sh- to, sh- to share the company because like at the end of the day, like uh, if your company grows bigger, then like um, uh, there there'll be enough money for like all of you. Um, sure. And and people shouldn't be afraid of like just um, giving out shares or having partners just because like they're afraid of um, uh, not owning the whole idea or the whole company. For sure. And, and I would echo the sentiment that, yeah, yeah, an idea is a dime a dozen, that sort of thing. Because everyone, uh, like a hundred people have your exact same idea. It, it's the person that does something with it and then does it well that, that actually uh, turns it into a reality and, and all that. So uh, t- talk to us a little bit about uh, kind of the incubator. So, so you talk about Y Combinator, uh, talk about that experience. What should you look for in, in an incubator and what uh, would, would help someone become successful in getting into an inter- incubator? So, so what are some of the, the advice that you share on that side? Yeah, so um, for Y Combinator specifically, I think uh, Y Combinator, they, they want to see like startup who have vision, like even though maybe it sounds like maybe bullshit or something like a, a, <laughs> a lot of startup, like, oh, we're going to become like billion dollar company. But actually like to become like a, a founder, you, you need that like a little bit of like crazy vision that like mm. maybe like sounds like uh, impossible <laughs> to reach, but but uh, one of the uh, so so Y Combinator have like this questionnaire um, that like every startup have to fill out, and one of the question is actually it used to be like how can you become like one billion dollar company, mm-hmm. uh, and then now I think it becomes like how can you become uh, a ten billion dollar company, but I think like uh, uh, the gist there I, I don't know I, I, maybe I, I shouldn't speak on behalf of like Y Combinator, but like <laughs> I think. Uh, at least like uh, my understanding there is like, because I've seen a lot of startup that goes to Y Combinator, just like there's no chance they can become a 10 billionaire company. Right. But um, somehow they're there. I think to me, it just means that like um, the founder have like enough like creativity, like vision of like what the startup would maybe potentially could become in the future. Because like from that vision, then maybe um, like, a fraction of that vision can be deployed and they can maybe instead of 10 billion, you can be like, you can become $1 billion company. So if you start like thinking big, maybe you can achieve like uh, a portion of that uh, vision uh, vision, and, and you're still going to be successful. But if you already started becoming, uh, you already started be, by being pessimistic, then maybe there's no chance for you to become anything. <laughs> I don't know. 
for sure. Uh, so it sounds like you, you need a bit of crazy in there in the sense that uh, if, if you can dream big and I think there's this expression, uh, shoot for the stars because you might hit the moon, that sort of thing. So if you shoot for yeah. 10 billion, if you get 100 million, that's pretty good, right? So that that's, uh, seems like that, that's the, the mentality. So is it always thinking that it has to be huge and, and, and big and things like that? Or are, are there other ways of thinking through uh, what else uh, m might be um, kind of, interesting for for Y Combinator or, or other incubators? I think there's a lot of like things that they consider, but like uh, on top of my head, probably like uh, founders dynamic or founders history probably also play parts on it. I think we're, I'm, I'm lucky that like I have a long uh, relationship with one of my co-founder, Justin Sky. We had that startup back or he had that startup back in 2009 or eight. Um, where I was part of it. And um, so if like, let's say uh, Y Combinator sees this, oh, cool, like this, these two guys have been working together for a long time and they're still not fighting. They're still wanting to uh, work together. means that like they're, they're, uh, they have a good synergy, right? Um, right? So I think that that's little signals like that, that always like, uh, I think it, it will help them make that decisions to like whether like to, to uh, uh, accept you or not. Like, I think, I don't know if I mentioned the story about like our Airbnb um, where um, Jessica Livingston, one of the uh, YC co-founder, um, uh, uh, well, Airbnb almost basically like uh, not getting accepted because like everybody just like, what is this business? Like renting like an air mattress, like, <laughs> a mattress <laughs> in some condo somewhere in San Francisco. Uh, what is this thing, right? And then like, but Jessica Livingston like look at the, the hard work that the co-founder did um, and the, uh, the synergy between the co-founders and, and Jessica Livingston basically says like, let's give these guys a chance. I think like uh, they're, they're amazing people. They work really hard and, and so on. And look at them now. They're like one of the most successful company. Sure. Uh, unicorn, right? um, and so co-founders dynamic, I think that's like one, one of the signals that they're looking for. Of course, um, if you have tractions, that's always like, um, help um, and tractions could be like a lot of things as well. Like uh, sometimes, like uh, uh, I think uh, one 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 trick, I guess maybe uh, if I can if I want to call it uh, for B two B SaaS company, like for us. Um, sometimes in the early days, it's hard to build uh, to have tractions because like we don't have a product market fit yet. People yeah. are not willing to like pay money, but um, you can show attractions in a different way. Maybe you can be like um, using letter of intent, mm -hmm. uh, meaning that like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm building a solution for your business. Um, let's put down in like a, a letter of intent where basically, okay, if I can solve your business challenges by, uh, with our software X as be specific, um, you are willing to pay X amount of money per month for to use the software. And it's, it, that is not legally binding actually by, by no means. So, so okay. it's, it's not like, oh, okay, well, if, I, if, I, if you guys deliver all these things, I have to pay you guys? No. Um, uh, so you, you, you could use that uh, as to build attraction. Uh, you could you have the, the, these letter of intents uh, with all, all of your early adopters without even, uh, without even asking them to pay you, as long as like they're part of that iteration process where you can like show like the progress and then maybe they can start putting that software in some part of their business and to, to test it out in tandem with their legacy software. Um, and that, that's all like very, uh, 
very uh, very valuable to have in, in the early day. You can sh can show children to 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 uh, community that that's like basically your early early attractions, um, even though you're still making zero dollars. Yeah, that's amazing. I think from a B2B perspective, that's definitely useful information to have. And, and as we start to, to wrap up this episode, what, what I took from a lot of that is, is one is to start. <laughs> so if you have an idea, build something, but build small, that MVP, and, and really to get that feedback is that important thing. But just be mindful of that, the first customers and stuff of that, if it's not the right fit, and then make sure you're not building something for a smaller market that's not necessarily what you what you want. And then it really comes to the the uh, fit with the, the partners and the founders and stuff of like that, because uh, it, it, to be a one man army is, is hard and probably not likely to be successful. right? Uh, and uh, to have that fit, it really seems like it, it's one of those things that, that you found uh, was one of the big things for success. And, and it seems like that it's something that uh, some of the incubators look for as well. So what are some other uh, kind of parting words of wisdom that you'd have for folks that are trying to get into the entrepreneurial journey and, and, and start something of, of their own? What, what are some other uh, additional uh, words of wisdom or, or swike that you would have and share? Hmm. Mm. So fundraising is a distraction. Like um, mm. um, it, it takes, it's a long process. It could distract you uh, from like building a product. So um, yeah, so try to like just uh, again like back to like just just try to bootstrap it if you if you could like uh, if you depend on funding um, to build something, uh, then um, it's, it's gonna be a lot of distraction. And then especially if you, if you don't raise in from 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 the right people who are like maybe more um, a seasoned investor, maybe like your friends and family, they're gonna be keep asking you, hey, what happened? And then you're gonna have no answer uh, or good answer to like give them because they're gonna be asking like, when can I get my money back? <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> uh, so um, yeah, don't, don't raise too early. Um, if you can if you can continue like uh, testing your product in the market, getting those feedback, iterating, um, uh, I think that's that's more productive than uh, doing fundraising pretty early because like uh, even Y Combinator actually um, the whole that three months of like Y Combinator they they told us don't fundraise like if somebody like came to you wanting to like basically uh, invest on you just ask him if it, if it's not straightforward if you're not giving me check right now uh, without like too much condition like just tell them wait later. Right. Because like uh, the idea here is like you you want to like build enough, um, and then uh, at the end of like that three months, like the literally the last day of like the program is the demo day, sure. and then, and there is one week before demo day where we are focused on fundraising um, and literally like building the decks and everything. But before that, like we we're not supposed to like basically fundraise uh, sure. because it's so so much distraction. Yeah, I think that that's a good uh, point where I actually have heard someone say that uh, if, if you're in the startup, try to build a business instead of an acquisition target, right? Because sometimes uh, when you have kind of all the smoke and mirrors and the promises and the vision, it, it's, it's good to have, but until you, uh, but it's much better to actually build a business that, that you know can make a dollar and then make two and then three and then four and, and continue on. So I think that's great advice. So uh, thanks so much, Alex, for joining us again for, uh, for another sure. episode. And uh, hopefully we have you back for a future episode. Awesome. Thank you, Lucky. Thanks, Alex. Thanks for joining us on the Swike Stuff I Wish I Knew Earlier, the podcast. 
If you like the podcast, please subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you found this podcast. And if you can give us a review, that would be very appreciated. Feel free to contact me on LinkedIn at Luki Danu, L-U-K-I-D-A-N-U, and the same on most social media platforms. And I look forward to hearing from you. Thanks. Bye.